0: Jack Gisela.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the Tangiers Hotel proudly presents the all-new Sam Rothstein show, Aces High. Tonight, taped live from the all-new Sportsbook, we present the premiere showing of Aces High with the Sasha Semenov Orchestra and the Sam Rothstein Dance Mr. Rothstein is a professional gambler and the best football handicapper in America. A man who will take you inside the real Las Vegas as no one has ever done before. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the new entertainment director of the Tanger's Hotel Casino, Mr. Sam Rothstein.
2: Welcome to the Sam Rothstein show. We're very happy to have you here this evening. The young lady to my left is Trudy who is a lead new dancer in our fabulous show from Paris.
1: Our first guest this evening
2: is Frankie Avalon. The Dave Juskow Program, The Nightfly, as we call it here, back in New York City, back at the home compound of The Nightfly, the Dave Juskow Studios Incorporated. Oh, feeling good. It's a lovely day in May in New York City, and it is so always good to be back after a long journey that Dave Juskow's not really used to taking any kind of vacation time or time off or anything. But here we are, back in the friendly compounds. The friendly, what do they call that in Yankee State? The confines. And I'm here with a very special guest today. A very special guest. The reason this podcast started in the first place, the reason it continues even after I was fired from Stand Up New York. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Joe Messina to the podcast for the first time. Thank you, Dave. Very excited. Shut up, to Joe. I'll do the talking. <laughs> You're such an yeah, no, Joe Messina is here today. He's joining us all the way from New Jersey. <laughs> Well, we walked here from work together, but uh, <laughs> we did. He lives in New Jersey, so he's got to go back tonight. You know, unless you want to stay over.
0: Nah, that's scary. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm making that face like it's 16 Candles. Remember that <laughs> exactly. that kid makes on the bus yes. uh-huh, with my eyes, <laughs> which you know, uh, I've always wanted to do a show where I can show that kid's reaction to Samantha to Samantha Sammy Davis Baker Jr. <laughs> on the bus to Ray Bolger in The Wizard of Oz (laughs) who does the same retarded look when he's like, was I in your dream? And he does the thing. Next time you watch The Wizard of Oz, you'll see. And I'm like, oh my God, he is doing that kid. And did that kid rip off Ray Bolger when he did it? I'm going to say no. I don't think so. There's no way that kid knew Ray Bolger's look. When he was doing that kind of stuff, because they didn't have video or anything. Well, they might have had videotape back then, but nobody was watching Ray Bolger as closely as I was.
0: I was going to say, only you.
2: (laughs) Next time you watch The Wizard of Oz at the ending, you know, was I in your dream? Was I? What about me? Your old pal Huck? You know, whatever. (laughs) You can see He's like like a retard. Like he's like, why is he? He's like the worst actor ever, which quite frankly, if you've seen him in anything else, he's the worst actor ever. He just was beloved from playing the scarecrow. And he, he was good at singing, and he was good at dancing. His acting stinks. Ray Bolger stinks. And I don't <laughs> mind who knows it. I'm going to tell the world. And I know you're saying, but Dave, don't, you know, be careful. You know, you're a Hollywood guy, you know. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck Ray Bolger. Wow. Joe, I'm sorry you had to hear that rant, but sometimes wow. it happens. Sometimes it happens. I'm already sweating. That's okay. And you were like, <laughs> like, I was like, well, you know, it'll be cool in here. Do you want a fan or something? And anyway, thank you for joining the podcast, Mr. Basita. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, you know, this is my first podcast back from my travels in Los Angeles and Las Vegas. And um, usually, I, you know, last week we had uh, Sharon Houston on from uh, the unfriendly confines of Koreatown, which is dirty and gross uh, like the North Koreans. (laughs) I bet you they're clean, though. Uh, I don't know. You think it's dirty there? They got problems. I know they got problems, but don't you think that... Maybe it's clean there at least.
0: Uh, a lot of Asia is, but I don't know about North Korea. If
2: I was running uh, a communist country, I'd make everybody be really clean. <laughs> I agree. You know, in fact, I'd go to their homes and you know be like, "Hey, this place is a pigsty. Clean it, it up, up, or we're going to kill you. We're going to execute you."
0: Do you plan on taking over a country? And
2: I, you know, I'm not saying no to anything right now. Okay, so I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, I'm just so glad to be home. And, you know, it's funny. I probably need to travel more because I get excited when, I come, when I'm out. I'm always like, I have to do this when I get home. I guess everybody's like this. Right. But I don't travel enough for this. And I think it does make a change. Now, two days later, you're back. It's just like when I fell on the glass table and I'm um, just, <laughs> I died. <laughs> no, it's the exact same thing. It just took longer. Okay. Maybe six weeks instead of two days. Right. I come back. I'm like, you know. This was a sign. I'm back. I died. I came back. I got to change my life around. <laughs> Six weeks later, you're like, eh, what are you going to do? I'm just going to watch TV. What? They didn't even have the Big Bang Theory right then, so right. I couldn't even listen to it. Oh, see, I forgot to unplug my phone. Don't nice you going, figure jackass. Hopefully. Yeah, it's always just crap service. Oh, I thought it was Rhoda. No, I thought it was too. Then I would have answered. <laughs> no, it's all crap. I get, I ah, that's all right. Nobody else will call, I hope. Um... Well, see, that throws me off. Sorry. I usually remember. I forgot today. I don't know. And you know what? Sometimes when I forget, nobody ever calls. Right. Maybe this is the time when people call, like the auto people call, you know, like automated services and stuff. It's never anybody. You know, only Rhoda does call that number, but she knows not to call during podcast time. Of course she knows. Everybody knows that. Anyway, um, where was I? I was talking. I was ranting about something. Go it away. And let me tell you something. Um, No, but... uh, (laughs) I was thinking maybe I need to go away more. You know, now that I don't have my cat, it's much easier for me to go away. Right. So much easier. There's no pressure of, I don't miss, you know, I don't miss her. I mean, I miss her, but I don't, yeah, I don't have to deal with it. Right. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal. I don't have to give her a memo. I don't have to bring her to my sisters. I can just kind of go. Right. I can go away for a week and I can stay at my sister's, whatever. Now they got a cat. Now we get sad about that cat. But you know, you're actually missed when you're not around. At work? Yeah. Thank you. For real?
0: I miss you. Oh, I appreciate that. I don't know if anyone else does. but Yeah, I also said she did.
2: <laughs> I think so. The Hasidic lady at our job said she's she misses me. She's the coolest Hasidic lady you'll ever meet. I believe you that. I think she's in the Witness Protection Program as yeah, well. it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, she is badass cool. And, uh, folks, I will tell you that I met uh, this guy from the Hasid community last Friday when I was back in town with Jessica Pilot. Um, His name is Loser. That really is his name. It's Yiddish for something, like uh, douchebag or something. I don't know what it's... Uh, It wouldn't be funny if that was Yiddish for douchebag. It's like, but your name's Loser also, and it means the same thing in Yiddish as it does in English. But um, he he was a nice guy, and he's in this documentary called One of Us on Netflix. Um, And I guess I might as well have him on the podcast. I mean... Absolutely. He actually... Did I tell you this? He actually knew that girl when I did that... Yeah, The podcast about the girl who jumped off the roof. Yeah. Like he knew. He's like, oh, that was a friend of mine. So I like talking about that kind of stuff, um, about the evil of Hasidic community. And they are evil, even though uh, you know, I'm technically a brother. I am. They don't consider me one, and I don't consider them one of me. And if you're going to excommunicate your son or daughter because they don't want to follow your faith or beliefs, um, fuck you. Wow. How does Rhoda feel about them? She doesn't care for them either. Oh, wow. Okay. I, we just talked about it because I told her about okay. Loser now loser like memo uh, I just get it out of the way so when I was introducing oh this is my friend loser and they're like well I'm like yeah loser it's called loser I said loser yes I did yes I did it's the same with memo yes his name is memo let's just clear this up because it it puts people in an awkward position you you have to say excuse me (laughs) no what's his real name no it's loser no it's memo
0: yeah I didn't believe you at first I know why would you yeah
2: but the only reason you could believe me is because I have a friend named memo that nobody believes me either
0: I've heard that name before. But at
2: least Memo is short for Guillermo. Right. The loser is just short for loser. loser. Yeah. And it's definitely pronounced loser, but it's spelt differently.
0: Yeah, you confirmed it. You pulled it up on uh, the computer too or Caitlin pulled right, it up. Right, because yeah. he's an
2: actor of some sort. Right. Yeah. So he, uh, he, I think he, he was consulted on that film, Holy Rollers. <laughs> uh, and then he hated that new disobedience, that uh, hot lesbian orthodox one. Or the dykes. <laughs> <I think. laughs> I can't believe you didn't want any coffee. I'm good. Are you having a good time? An excellent time. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. It's true. I, there was a time I was going to just stop the podcast because I just wasn't having a good time. But I know that Joe loves it. It
0: got me through my bus rides.
2: It got you through your bus rides, got you through another difficult time Yes, absolutely. in your life. Um, I mean, do we bring it up because we're going to talk about the, the thing?
0: It was a bad time.
2: Joe had a, you know, we've talked about it on the show. Unfortunately, um, in complete all seriousness, Joe's daughter unfortunately passed away of a, a really unfortunate tumor. The worst thing that could happen, and you—you uh, you know what? My thing about you is, I—I I guess I don't know who I was talking about with it today. You go two ways when something like that happens. You, when you're a Catholic guy, you believe in your faith, and it's amazing that you went. You go to church still yeah. uh, once a week or yeah. twice a yeah, week, once a week, yeah. a week, and I was with you. I was like, this would be the time I'm leaving the Catholic Church. I yeah. curse God. It's interesting that you felt the opposite way, and I guess that's what religion is for. And if I think you, it helps. If you're not Hasidic, yeah. you can pick and choose in a sense of, I choose to believe this. I think it helps me. I'm the exact opposite way. I'd right. be cursing God till the day I died. I mean,
0: uh, I don't know how to explain. I don't have answers. I'm not you know, I don't know why this happened. It sucks. Yeah.
2: Um, I know. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean no, to No, no,
0: it's fine. It's, it's you know, it's, we've discussed it before. I mean, you were involved. You helped out a lot. Um, Dave was a great help. Um, well, it's hard
2: for me to talk about, too. I really get emotional <coughs> sometimes. Not like you, obviously, but um, she was. Terrific. You know, Maria loved you. I meet so few kids that I like. Last week I was at the ALS walk. You know, with Lee and Laura's kid, yeah. I can't stand that kid. <laughs> I love Memo's kid. You can't stand a you lot know. of kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't really care for Julia that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, she
0: called you out on your rib eating now. At... <laughs> and you know what? You know, I'm trying to eat
2: as many ribs as possible. If I'm going to leave meat on, that's the only way I'm going to have to. What would you prefer? Me to finish or order extra ribs? I mean, if it's all you can eat ribs, then I'm going to eat as much as I can that's... and leave some stuff over because the ordering of the more ribs is the most important thing. Well, who are you leaving the leftovers for? I'm not leaving them for anybody. I'm just saying, I don't care if I leave over. You know, for your daughter to call me on that, that was just plain rude. The meat falls off the bone,
0: and you can't finish
2: it. It's a little bizarre. I don't... <laughs> Listen, that kid has got a lot of problems. <laughs> How dare she? She put you in your place. She put me in my place, and quite frankly, that day. Now, this is a place called... Uh, I, they're not a sponsor yet, <laughs> but I think they... they I, should we be. should just <laughs> ask them if they'll sponsor the show. It's called Big Ed's Ribs, right? Yeah. Big Ed's and it's a um, all-you-can-eat rib place every day. Every day, on Route Nine in New it's no, all Route Thirty Four. It's Route Thirty Four in Old all Bridge. F- Thirty Four in oh, yeah. Old Bridge in New Jersey, and the place is—it's just fantastic. It's like a—it's like Disneyland for. Uh, <laughs> for and the, let's not forget the garlic part for the adults that love to <laughs> indulge themselves in stuff that is completely bad for them. Yeah, it's good. Every day is all-you-can-eat ribs day. And there's just a big picture of a pig on top of the building, <laughs> and you can smell it when you walk in. Absolutely. And everyone is uglier than the next person going in there. <laughs> it really is a sideshow. And I was on. I was with their family, and I was just like yelling. I was yelling at his mother-in-law, and I'm like, "What's the matter? You don't know how to order in a restaurant?" I was yelling at your kid, and I'm just like, "If what's the matter? You got to look at somebody before you." I was yelling. And then meanwhile, when it came down to me ordering, I'm like, "Geez, Joe, what do I usually?" I panicked too. I was calling everybody out, and then when your daughter called me out again. I was like, I deserved it. Absolutely. I deserved it. So I can't even, yeah. I can't yell at her. I deserved to be picked on Absolutely. because I was letting everyone have it. And, and I was in such a good mood.
0: And generally she doesn't like to come out to eat with us, but you were coming, so she wanted to come. That's so nice. And but she I, is a doll. I, I was glad she put you in your place. Yeah, she really did.
2: <laughs> and that place is just kick ass. And, and here's the best part about Joe and his lovely wife, who we are going to talk about today. Uh, well, first, first, of all, first of all, let's go back to the thing. Absolutely. You're actually here... To promote uh, a charity that you, uh, you didn't, did you design no, I, it? No, I didn't
0: design the charity. The charity was already in existence. I got involved with it right after Murray had passed. Um, it's a charity at Columbia University. It's called Hope and Heroes.
2: Columbia University or the hospital? Columbia University they Hospital. Yes, it's all connected oh, with, the, is,
0: with okay. the hospital and the children's hospital.
2: Hope and Heroes.
0: And uh, they do a lot of great work there. They uh, raise money for research. Um, you know, we saw firsthand how they help the families um, paying their bills so that they don't have to go to work. Um, you know, a lot, there's a lot of single parents there who are dealing with this with their kids. It's, it's just a nightmare. And they really help them, you know, financially, research, um, anything they need, they will help.
2: I thought you told me it was something about the nurses as well Well, or one something. of the
0: things that I introduced to them was um, when I was over there, um, you know, we got very close with the doctors and the nurses. And because of the union rules, it's a little wacky. Um, the nurses get, get invited to these conferences. Generally, they're out of state for free. But the hospital, because of the union rules, they can't pay for their travel, and I just thought it was ridiculous because they're going to these conferences on different types of cancers, coming back with information, sharing it with the other nurses, and I thought, you know, I had originally made an initial donation to give them some money to – Pay for the nurses' airfare so that they could go to these conferences. They're coming back with so much information. And they're the first line of uh, people you see when you walk into the clinic every week. They're there. You're spending a lot of time with the nurses. The doctors are coming and, you know, checking everything. But you're spending a lot of time with the nurses. They're really smart. They probably don't get paid enough money for what they do. All right, like teachers. It, same thing, absolutely. So I wanted to help them as well. But they, um, you know, they're do- just doing a lot to charity. So, um as I told you, Dave, and Dave, I think, is joining us. He hasn't signed up, but he's. Uh, I think he said he's joining us. For the walk? For the walk, because um, he wants a free meal. Um, That's
2: not why. I just I need the walk. Okay. I need the, exercise.
0: <laughs> I need the walk, too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but they were doing the walk on the west side um, uh, down by, like, Pier 84. 45? Pier 84. Oh, I was at Pier 45 I think it's last, last by time by Saturday the, for the ALS walk. Okay. This um, is a little further uptown. So, <laughs> such an ass. So we're doing the walk on May 20th. Um, and uh, we've we've done really well so far. We we, we 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 signed up about two weeks ago. We've already raised over ten thousand dollars. Really? Yeah, it's it's oh. amazing the response we've had. So unbelievable. Um,
2: from who? Who are you sending it out to? I actually like know your friends and I know stuff? people, Dave.
0: You have raised uh, ten thousand dollars. Over ten thousand already. Yeah, and we have other people who joined the team who also raised money. So Jeez, it, I
2: only raised two twenty-five, and I only paid twenty-five dollars for the ALS walk I did. There you go. The other so girl paid two hundred. Was it two
0: dollars and twenty-five cents? You no, raised? No, it was twenty-five dollars. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't. Sure. I just
2: paid for it myself. I didn't raise any money. Okay, that that's, I didn't tell anybody. To,
0: so um, again, Dave's coming for the meal. So um, anyway, so yeah, so um, you know, look, we're looking for all the help we could get. Um, no amount is too small. Um, you know, if you, you want to check it out, the website is org. Um, you go on the, under the events uh, tab and, uh, go on walk. And our team is Team Maria named after my daughter. Um, and we're hoping we could do, you know, raise a lot of money and do a lot of good. Um, uh, the doctors and nurses, there are just incredible. And the kids there, uh, you know, they're, they're treated incredibly. And we saw it firsthand.
2: So did I. Yes. And, um- yes. Yes. Those nurses are not only hot, but... I'm sorry, that came out the wrong way. So um, those nurses... No, no. They are wonderful people. And I uh, not only saw it firsthand, but then you also have an event um, because I used to have the Dave Just Invitational right. down at yes. the track. And so now you have the Maria Messina Invitational That's down at the track. And these doctors and nurses will come yes. to this event yep. as I assume they will to this. And this is... I, I tell you, folks, this is... What made this family so special, that's rare for them to continue two or three years later to continue to be part of your family, to, be, to continue to, to come to these events in your life. Because these people see tragedy every day.
0: It's, it, they really do. I mean, they, Which they, shows
2: you how special your daughter there's was. There's no doubt. And you and Jocelyn, which they love very much. And yeah. you have dinner with these doctors. Yes, yeah. on yeah. I mean, that's a miracle in itself. And it just shows you, it really does show you how great this hospital is, how wonderful these people are, and it it is a completely worthy cause to donate to.
0: Yeah, no, really it is. And they they really, they become your second family. I mean, they really, they're there for you night and day. And I think of, you know, Maria had a seizure on Christmas Eve, and uh, you you know Eileen, our nurse practitioner. Um, I find
2: her very attractive. I just, I don't understand why something can't happen between Because us. I won't allow it. Oh, well, you won't um, allow me to go out with anybody.
0: Uh, it's, it's a problem. Um, but, um, you know, called her Christmas Eve, told us what to do, no problem. You know, let her enjoy her Christmas. And they were just, they were always there for us. And I can't thank them enough. And we just want to give back. And I think, you know, I've said to Dr. Garvin many times, I said, you know, I don't know how you walk away from this after you sort and not try and help. And that's something we just wanted to do from the beginning. You know, we because he does like the summer camp with the kids that he sponsors. Dr. Garvin does? Yes, yes. He takes a week off. Dr. His week Fred vacation. Garvin? Male no, Garvin. Male prostitute? He takes a week off of his time and h- runs this camp wow. for the kids. He, they just do incredible things there, and I, I just want to do as much as I can to help.
2: Yeah, and this guy, Dr. Gordon, he's a was he a brain surgeon? I mean, he's, he's really smart. Yes, he's
0: he. a pediatric neuro oncologist. Plus, wow. he does bone marrow transplant. He's like really.
2: Yeah, and he's uh, and him and his wife come down to this the the horse race of him. Are they coming to Hope and Heroes too? I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll be love there. Absolutely, they'll be there. Yeah, and this guy. Takes his time, he comes out to Jersey or he's coming down, you know, in the city, and, and him and his wife come down, and they're, it, it's, it's a miracle. It, yeah, it they're really just is. Great it's, people. You don't hear a lot of stories like that sometimes. I mean, sometimes people have, you know, like, like me, for instance. I was very grateful to the people that stitched me up in the hospital, I'm but sure I don't talk are. to them anymore, you know. But you and,
0: sent me steaks. Yeah, I did.
2: The well, way you hooked me up with that eBay thing. I That's forgot right. about that. We've yeah. known each other a long time. We have. We yeah. have.
0: And, you know, another thing is that the, the, the nurses did put up with Dave when he used to come to visit at the hospital. They tolerated his nonsense. They've tolerated him at all times they met him. It's true. So they're, they're clearly good people if they tolerate well, Dave. Well, they, because
2: they're just like, well, I guess if Joe likes him, I guess there's some, there's got to be some redeeming. Right, exactly. Of some sort.
0: But again, I do want to thank Dave for all he's done for
2: us. That's not why I bought you on the no, podcast. No, I really do. You know,
0: Rachel mentioned that a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, where she said this is the good side to Dave that people don't know and he went above and beyond for us and um, I'll put up with his nonsense forever um,
2: because he is truly a good guy but you won't let me date anybody like your next door neighbor or anything I mean come um, on, what's that, if, what are you gonna put up with let me get married and move next door <laughs> to you I mean what is the big deal? I'm concerned for your safety (laughs) if you do something wrong. Because your neighbor is with the mafia or something? I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. Come on. Let me just give me a chance. This is bullshit. She's not dating anybody. You almost have dating like three (laughs) or four chicks. Don't worry about it. I mean, come on.
0: You almost had a chance with cousin Jessica at one point at Frankie's wedding.
2: Yeah, Um, but then your sister pulled her away. I mean, what's going on here?
0: She was a lot of control.
2: She's hot. (laughs) She is so hot. But, you know, a little nutty But we digress So (laughs) sexy, though But, um, yeah, I guess um, I think she, yeah Maybe if I'd stayed at the hotel Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Yeah But uh, I Meanwhile, we were all consumed with um, Your, well, who's it, cousin? On the refrigerator Oh, Uh, no, that's my stepfather uh, Jack Jack (laughs) Drusilla Right And he was eating more I thought I was pulling up a chair And eating (laughs) seafood galore But he wouldn't stop And then the lady working the seafood table Had to tell him to stop and he's like, go fuck yourself, <laughs> you you're rat pants. And then they became friends. And then yes. they take photos together. And uh, I have one up on my wall. <laughs> yes, I made a
0: holiday card out of it, it was and unbelievable sent it out to because people. Because <laughs> she was like,
2: who was this lady telling him to stop? But that's how bad it was. He like, wouldn't stop. Six like,
0: dozen clams. It was getting disgusting. Save some room for others. <laughs>
2: yeah, but I, I totally get See, if you're man enough to just go up there and just do it, like, which I wanted to do, but I was afraid. I just wanted to pull up a chair right, and go up. This is a Cousin Frankie's wedding. Yes, but uh, I get nervous because you know, I don't want people to see me eat that way, even though we know that I eat that way.
0: Yeah, I've seen you eat.
2: Uh, well, you have, but I don't, you know, I'm not You're, trying you're to... not shy in front of me. Yeah. You're shy well, I, I'm, I'm still a little shy in front of you, but I, you know, I'm still trying to... okay. That's probably why I leave some meat over, because a lady always leaves something over. <laughs> yes, you are a lady. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, there was one other thing I wanted to say about that. I uh, hope in here... Was to, uh, well, I assume you're coming to the walk, Dave. Yeah, I'm going to come to the walk... Uh, I have a shirt I want for you. to ask something about yeah. that. We talked about that McDonald's thing. Is that Ronald what McDonald's that Ronald House? McDonald House does that too? But well, you told me the difference between the two. No,
0: well, Ronald McDonald's House, actually, um, I know people who are with the organization. Because I
2: never knew what that was. And then when I found out, I was fascinated. Yeah, it's,
0: it's a really good organization as well. Um, so what they do is they provide housing. Like a lot of people come oh, right, right. from other states to come to New York, to go to Sloan, to go to Columbia um, University Hospital. Um, To get care and they don't have to pay for housing
2: fascinating what you know these are two charities that are terrific because you're telling us where our money goes absolutely and I'm always you know a proponent of that Uh, when you give money to cancer research I, I think that's wonderful but I'm really not positive where it's all going. I know it's going to research, but I mean, like, how much more research? You know, I don't know. Well,
0: Davey, I mean, I don't think you could stop the research. The problem, you know, that we learned um, going through this is that the pharmaceutical companies don't spend a lot of money on research for children's cancer. They spend it on the adults because there's more cases. And then what happens is the doctors try and dummy the drugs down to figure out dosages for children. Oh, that's horrible. So that's why at Columbia Presbyterian, they have a wing where they're doing research. Um, But that's the
2: thing. As long as I know... Absolutely. You know where it's going.
0: I, I've seen it firsthand um they have lots of you know look they had even even things that they had there were like um they were coming around and doing like aromatherapy for the children yoga they were doing all oh. types of not just you know regular medicine alternatives i mean they, re, they really, try anything right they'll try sure. i mean of why course, not
2: yeah what do you got to lose that's why we remember we saw that thing on 60 minutes and we're like have you tried that like dave i already saw that thing we're working we're, we're checking it out believe so relax me,
0: we had a lot of incredible docs and dr garvin is known world. Worldwide, he's yeah. the guy is. Well,
2: listen, he's at, I mean, that's Columbia Presbyterian. That's we happen to live in the city. We're, we're very fortunate that we have <laughs> but right. These those hospitals where people here. come from all over the world Correct. to see a guy like Doctor Garland. Yeah, and so. they
0: are the top children's hospital in the tri-state area. Yeah. So for a reason, they yeah. are incredible.
2: But that's the thing. So that your charity, the, the the McDonald's one, which I was so surprised when I found out what it was because I never understood what it yeah. was. They're not very clear about it and um i you know i like the uh, the big brothers big sisters cuz i know where that i know where the money goes big too. brothers
0: big sisters also got you out of a lot of trouble well that's true too so let's not forget but,
1: that uh, <laughs>
2: yes uh, <laughs> but i just always like that i like the charities where i know exactly where the money is going and, and not i mean you know as kids we gave to the jerry lewis telethon of course and, but it was never clear you could run those ads all the time but i'm like but First of all, I don't see any of those kids anymore. I don't, right. I don't know what Look, happened. I, 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 feel, I feel the same way as yeah. you do. And about I got busted with that UNICEF thing. I know. You know, So yeah, that yeah, no, always that had made scam. me mad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it was a scam, Rhoda told you. So. It is a scam.
2: Yeah. even It's in the paper sometimes. And uh, you know how I feel about the UNICEF uh, frauds. I know and uh, the nonsense with that how they ruined Halloween for me for many years. I know they did. So it was always tricky. So I like this. I like this. Yeah, I like this giving is... to the nurses and the, and the and the families and
0: really. I mean, I've seen them give people fuel cards, uh, hotels. You know, there was it's one... like so
2: easy to uh, to give a little and and make it go so far. Uh, like something. Yeah, like it really it, re- it really does. Like, I I've yeah. seen
0: it time and time again. And, you know, for, fortunate you know we're. We didn't require a lot of financial help from them at all, Um, but the care was there. But there were families there. Again, you see a lot of single moms in there with their kids. Really?
2: Oh, I mean, I mean that's cool. Sorry, oh my god, he's so stupid. Always looking for a single woman. Well, I mean, can you blame me? Look what I bought. You see what I got? That little Hugsy nighttime pal. (laughs) I I see
0: (laughs) in your stuffed animal collection. That well, I just bought a new one. I, I see. It's obviously so. You. The
2: day I got it in the mail when I came back from L.A., it's a real, it's a real soft thing. I saw it at Dwayne Reed. And I'm like, well, I'm going to get a one that people haven't touched, right? And I was squeezing it. I thought it would help me through gambling sometimes, right? You know, when I'm like, oh god, oh my god, he's got to make that field goal, or I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> and the first day I hit it, I broke the. Uh, Root canal in my tooth, so I was like, "Oh Bad my luck. god, maybe it's evil." Yeah, yeah it's an evil. So one. I've been keeping it over there because I was gonna bring it in the bedroom and you know, kind of hug it at night. And stuff. this is getting weird. Well, I think the only thing you that's
0: know? gonna <laughs> help your gambling is if like your bookie actually breaks your knees one of these days. He
2: would never. This do that. payment plan that you deal with is just ridiculous. I have a payment plan with everybody. <laughs> it's, it's including not, it's, the friends that let me borrow the money so I can pay it back. Well, I've known this bookie for like twenty years, and we used to work together. We used to work side by side. He likes me. I can appreciate I remember when that, I finally but. paid off all the money. And I remember it was on the Staten Island Ferry when they still had cars. And I finally paid off my, like, seven or ten year debt. And he's like, uh, hey, Casper, you take care of that thing? I'm like, what thing? The Brooklyn thing or the <laughs> other thing? He's like, and he started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this guy loves me. Thank God. Because, you know, I didn't get to record the messages he used to leave when he was all caught up. in too and bad drunk. You don't and have He was like, Casper, you motherfucker, <laughs> you better get me that goddamn fucking money. I'm going to kill you. And then the next day we call go like, did I leave a message on your machine? I'm so sorry.
0: Listen, when you were on the ferry with him, you didn't do the oh, I wasn't
2: with him. I was talking to him on the phone. Okay, I was just I was in my doing car.
0: the working girl bit that you like to do on Let the Let the river run? I yes. always
2: play that song in the car while I'm taking the ferry. Okay, I was just used to, Well, now they don't have the cars anymore, so what right. am I going to do? Okay. Now I just play it on the Spotify. Gotcha. You can't not be on that ferry and not play that song. Just like... <laughs> just like I played this... When I left Las Vegas to go to Los Angeles in my car, how do you not play this? You have to. We going do what they say can't be done. We got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I had plenty of time. I even stopped at Jack in the Box on the way. That ride was so easy, but it was very traffic-filled, just like I said. Really? Yeah, in the middle of the desert on a Saturday
1: afternoon. Oh, yeah.
2: If you're not going to play a banjo song on your way through the desert, then you stink. And with Spotify and all that stuff, you got to play this on the way. It was like, I wasn't even thinking about it the whole way, but then when I got on the road, I'm like, oh, what the hell am I doing? i got to hook up the Spotify immediately. I mean, it was like so easy. But I found this for you today. I know you couldn't find it on uh, Spotify. Yeah, I was
0: looking early today it's not there. I found it. I appreciate that.
1: Westbound yeah. and Down. <laughs> Westbound and Down. Exactly. What? From <laughs> of the way
2: to Two? That's right. I thought you would change it up back. a little, but My no. Not as <laughs> many, <but> no <laughs> need. It worked the first time. It's a little... <laughs> it's a little Um, smoother, smoother. Like, there's a little then more instrumental stuff to it. Right. Boys like I the little, it round it little round more round twang, right? Do you play the band we'll today? It? It? Oh yes. Okay.
1: Westbound,
2: westbound it down. and
1: down, eighteen wheeler rolling. That's different. That's the only change. <laughs> 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 Everything else the same. It it's just the eighteen yeah. wheel.
2: Why they ju- What's the point of changing that if you're not going to change? If you're going to change... Eastbound down, load them up and truck him, And truck them. Truck them or truck in? Trucking. So why not just... So why are you saying 18-wheeler what? I don't know.
0: But I was stupid enough to be looking for it today.
2: Hey, that's not stupid. Okay, That's, appreciate pro- that. that's productive. Um, yeah, so I was playing that on my way from Las Vegas to uh, L.A. Makes sense. And... Uh, oh, what was I just thinking that I wanted also... Oh, Oh, well, let's... Let's start the podcast, shall we? Okay, we shall. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're starting it already, right? yes. but I mean, like... Um, you got a lot of things to go over. We have a lot of things to go yes. over. So, okay, so we're playing Eastbound and Down, and I'm going through the... And I stop it, Jack in the Box. Right, well, I know i got to tell everybody about my Vegas trip, and... Um, oh, this is what I wanted to play. I, I just got this for you tonight, too. <laughs>
1: Shit, I'm gonna tell you, boys, that's some of the best goddamn music we've had the Country Bunker in a
2: long time. Well,
1: uh, I'm sorry we uh,
2: couldn't remember the wreck of the old 97. Oh, why well, hell,
1: you guys can learn it next time when you come back. Bob, about, um, our money for tonight. That's right. Uh, $200.
0: And you boys drank $300 worth of beer. Uh, well, like, when we first came in, uh, the bar lady never charged us for the first round, so, like, we figured, you know, beer was, like, complimentary for the band, you know? <laughs> oh,
2: oh, no, no. No, no, no. That's me and Joe's favorite line. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you boys drank no, a lot of beer tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, no.
2: Um, did I have the other one, too? Uh, oh, I put it together today, and I must have just forgot to do it. It was, like... Well, you're going to look funny eating corn on the cob with no fucking tea. Stein. <laughs> Stein, yeah. That's that. I just heard that for the first time. Yeah. It's funny when you hear the audio. Yeah. And he can't, I never heard him say Stein. No, yeah. Because Belushi says he's Mr. Stein. Yeah. So he's just like, hey, Jew boy. <laughs> you're going to look pretty funny eating corn on the cob <laughs> with no fucking tea. <laughs> that guy's terrifying. They're the good old boys. Yeah, the good old boys. You're the good old boys. Oh, I'm telling you, Joe and I probably do that line every day. No, Oh no, 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 no. no. no, no. But the other reason Joe is here is because um, this summer, uh, many summers, his wife cooks. uh, She's Filipino, so she just, I don't know what that has to do with anything. You're Italian. She's Filipino, but she cooks as if she's an Italian, as if she's uh, Tommy DeVito's mother (laughs) in Goodfellas. Well, there's a reason. What's the reason? First
0: of all, when she left the Philippines, they had. This is your
2: college sweetheart.
0: College sweetheart. That's right. I was sleeping in front of her in economics class after I'd read the newspaper, and then we became friends. And, so hot. Yeah. So um, <laughs> when, she let, when she was in the Philippines, she had like live-ins, people cooking, everything. Her mother said, eventually you're getting to America. You need to learn how to do everything. So she knows how to gut a chicken, clean a fish. Really? She could do it all. But once we started dating, she wanted to learn how to make sauce. So she went to my grandmother. Really? Who told her, and you know my sister, Broccoli Rob. Yes, I do. Um, so she said, listen, sweetie. you want to be my manager. She, she could be yeah. she says listen you're gonna have to do the holidays i don't know if marion's gonna want to do it so i'm giving you the recipes and Wow. she that's gave...
2: a big deal for an italian Absolutely, grandmother to yeah. give a filipino wife a she recipe that's insane jocelyn i've never heard such a thing that's and blasphemy it's not blasphemous do the people in your neighborhood know this i think they do really yeah and you weren't excommunicated no, from
0: your hood no she's loved they love her the because ravioli your,
2: place. your <laughs> sister lives in the same neighborhood where I grew up in that's Brooklyn, right. where my grandmother lived. That's I can't correct. even, right, right down the street. Down the street, I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. Near the Marine Park Jewish Community that's Center. R- she lives right down <laughs> the block from there. Where we used to go all on the holidays. Absolutely. Where um, where uh, this guy used to come over and say, like, is David here? Is he here? Is he here yet? Is he coming over? We're going to play some stoop ball. It's that guy named Anthony. His name was Anthony, of course. course his name was Anthony. Anthony. Right. And we played stoop ball. Of course you And did. we played goddamn stoop ball. I love that kid. I don't remember what his name I know it was Anthony I can't remember his last name but it was Anthony and Grace You can't find them The daughter's them name was Grace somehow. I don't remember what their last names were.
0: Yeah, but you could do a if you know their address, you could probably do a I search for the their property. I probably know their
2: address. It was on 35th Street.
0: Okay, so if you know their address, how many houses it was from me? The family you?
2: probably still lives there. You they could, they were coming over. <laughs> huh? Hey,
0: I don't know why they wanted to play <laughs> with you. They're coming over. <laughs>
2: I don't know. They liked me. Everybody liked me. I don't know why. I never knew why either. Because I wasn't a lot of laughs. Right. I was very shy. But nobody came to see my sister. You were shy. I, maybe I wasn't. Sh- I thought I no. I was shy. So I I don't know why they would come over. I I guess I must have been fun somehow or another. But um, it's funny because my sister never went out. She never met anybody. Right. All of, I'm talking about all the way into college, my sister liked Dory. She's like Dory. She like Dory. Never wanted to talk to anybody. So, like, for me, it would drive her crazy when I would make friends wherever we went. We would go to the... Do you remember the host farm in the host town in Pennsylvania? Are you too young for no. that, maybe? We used to go on these family vacations. It was horrible. This hotel. Oh, it was in Pennsylvania somewhere. It was disgusting. And I would make friends there. Right. And um, she just couldn't understand. And I don't even know... I was never like, "Hey, how you doing?" Because remember those kids? Yeah, I don't. Maybe you were like that. Yeah. I don't remember those kids that would come over. Hey, how you doing? You want yeah. you want to play? Yeah. I was not like that, right? But I, I must have had some sort of face or something that people were like, "I want to talk to this guy. He looks yeah, okay. He's, he's interesting." Yeah, I don't know, but I, I'm telling you, I I wasn't interesting. I, I was shy and scared of everything, but uh, I, I don't know. I guess I was a little bit well, I was definitely more outgoing than my sister, but. I don't know. I got lucky, I guess, that people always wanted to be friends with me because I would be afraid to make friends,
0: especially in Brooklyn. That's interesting, especially
2: in Brooklyn, yeah. not just the Italian kids, but also the Puerto Rican kids who live down the street. Also, like I would play with them, too. And right. they're like, uh, I remember when we were leaving, when we were moving out. They're like, no, take the piece. It, like uh, it was like um, like we used to play the game of life or something. It was yeah. like a, he was like the kid was like four. It was like eight or ten. I yeah. don't know. And He's like, no, keep the piece. You remember me. But it, but he was Puerto Rican, I think. Right. I think I don't remember. I remember just like they all these kids in the neighborhood. We were all liked everybody, right. liked each other, yeah. and uh, or maybe I just played with kids at different times. I don't know. Yeah. But that was a great block. There was a, there were two hot girls that lived down the street, and they were nice. We used to jump rope with them, <laughs> of and course, then, uh, you know, you were a little double rope. Dutch, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and uh, and then I'd play uh, pitch the penny, right? Of course, uh, yeah. with the other kid, yeah. Stoop ball with Anthony, yeah. And then we'd play board games with these other kids down the right. street on that second level, you know, of those stoops up the stoop yeah, where sure, the actual yeah, yeah, front yeah, yeah, door yeah, yeah. is, yeah. even though we'd enter through the garage. Yeah. Now, does your sister have a house like that?
0: No, that's like one. So that's the block close to the Avenue U with those that's brick houses. That's where I was. Yes. Right, yes, close so to the Avenue U. So she's up the block between, I guess, uh, Avenue T and T, right. whatever, where the Jewish Center is. Yeah. So hers... It's thirty.
2: Right, thirty fifth Avenue T. That the, is right. the
0: brick ones you're talking about are connected on both sides. Yes, they are. Right, are hard block. You're connected on one side, only and one, not side? brick. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Because remember, um, we met that guy I told you who still who took the place after my grandparents yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, that was and amazing. And he said, Oh, I remember your your dad because uh, yeah. was talking to my mom, um, not my mom, Aunt Judy. Yeah. You know, I remember your dad because he worked for the FBI, and that's why yeah. they wanted to be in the middle, so right. there was no, you know, like yeah. <laughs> like he had a plan. It, yeah, was, so it was interesting. Funny. Yeah. Especially in the FBI in like the 40s, you yeah, know? yeah, that's uh, Al Capone stuff. Yeah, sure. You know? Got to be careful. Yeah. Got to take care. You got to protect the family. Sure, you do. I should be rich. I feel like we should have had some sort of inheritance for being right. in the FBI. Well, you almost had
0: an inheritance, story. but you got written out of the will.
2: Oh well, that—that's a different side of the family. But I understand. But my grandmother but and grandfather spent it all on gambling.
0: Right. Now, speaking of gambling, <laughs> Good, let's go to Vegas.
2: <laughs> oh, well, first, I, wait, I, there's so much to talk about. We're going to be here for a while. Okay. You don't have anywhere to go. Nah, no, okay. I know you've got to go back to Jersey. It's all but, right. We'll figure it out. You know, like I said, you can always stay here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, this summer, because Jocelyn cooks yes. so much, I have asked her to complete this scene for me, which I'm going to do this summer.
1: Oh, mm. Mmm. 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 Mm. Mmm, Faye, this is so scrumptious. Is this hand shucked? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you like some more chicken bop?
2: Mmm. It sounds like it's going off and on, like there's something wrong with the clip or something. You don't hear it? But no. um, is this hand shucked? I have to do all those lines. Yes. Uh, it continues. It yeah, though. Do you want the breast? No, no, no,
1: no. That's fine. Eat up.
2: That's what I'm gonna do to you, (laughs) Joe. Do you want the breast? No, 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 no. It's fine because Jocelyn always. I'll the guest. I like her attitude. The guest always is first. Yeah, she spoils you. And then I was because there's great
1: biscuits, Bob. Great biscuits. Great biscuits. Great corn. Great potatoes. You want some more salad, Bob? Yeah, I think I do. Pile it high and
2: deep, will you please? Yeah, that's what I got to be saying. Pile, oh, uh, by the way, I just found this. You're
1: going to look pretty funny trying to eat corn on a cob with no fucking teeth.
2: I knew I had it somewhere. I know I wasn't crazy. I probably have a better version of the uh, the other one. But that's the plan that uh, Joe's wife is going to do for me. She's making the chicken. I said, I want to get the chicken, the fried chicken, the corn and the cob, the mashed potatoes, the salad, the biscuits. I want everything. So, and I'm just going to sit there and go, mmm,
1: mmm, mmm. Oh,
2: Justin, this is scrumptious. Mm. It's just hand chucked. <laughs> yes. Mm. Would you like the last piece of chicken? I want to say the last piece of chicken because it's funny. Of course, you'll be like really angry. You'll be like, oh, Joe, did you want the last piece of chicken? He has plenty of chicken at home. <laughs> I'm combining the yes vacation vacation movies. Real tomato ketchup, only the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so excited. Your wife is so cool because I was there last summer, and Joe told me she cooks like crazy and barbecues. But there I saw it live, and I was hammered. I came to your house. I was hammered. Yes. The phone call was, I'm drunk, and (laughs) I'm hungry. I'm coming to your house. (laughs) (laughs) And she had everything there. What did we have? Ribs, barbecued chicken. Oh, it was crazy. I mean, it was beautiful. I can't even remember because it was hammered. Macaroni and cheese and stuff. It was so good. I think she made me an egg cream you were having then... like
0: some sort of ice cream float with cousin Frankie with vodka oh you' oh, drinking that was more hard. That was
2: disgusting <laughs> I don't want to I didn't want to drink anymore I, I got confused I didn't want to let cousin Frankie down either like of I was course some sort of pussy. I'm not gonna have any vodka anymore but um oh my god I was so full after that I couldn't move and she had everything. So this I just but I figured maybe she would make something like that. Like why wouldn't she make it? I mean she makes stuff. I yes. mean she makes fried chicken, right?
0: She'll she said Wednesday's birthday. She goes I will uh, I will yeah. I'll no, make it. No, I can't it. wait till August. It's we'll do it before yeah, tomorrow. Maybe
2: we could do it this weekend. Well, we're going to Big Ed's this weekend. <laughs> oh, right, you're going this weekend? Oh, that's maybe I should go. Oh, well that's what I was going to say. You guys have been married for how long?
0: Um, it's going to be 22 years this
2: year. On your 20th anniversary? Where did you take your wife?
0: We went to Big Ed. Excuse me, (laughs) Big Ed's all you can eat. And I said,
2: "How is your wife okay with that? (laughs) She wanted to go. It was her idea. Yeah. How can that be? Where did you find this gem?"
0: And she was watching sports on the TV. She wasn't even looking at me. (laughs) A bigger Yankees
2: fan than you are. She's insane. Now, of course, I hate that. If that's her one very unattractive characteristic. Unfortunately, but. how did she become a huge Yankees fan?
0: Well, when I met her, she started off being a Met fan because when her she got here in '86 and oh, the Mets well, were yeah. in the World Series, and her Not grandmother just the, World
2: Series, the Mets were, the, they were yes the team. they won. Yeah.
0: but um, her grandmother was a huge Mets fan, so she started her watching grandmother? the Mets.: Yes.
2: In the Philippines,
0: she was here first, and she was a huge Met fan because so, they live in Queens, so they were right pretty close to the stadium. so she was a Met fan, but then she got converted to Yankees.
1: There we go. <laughs> Meet the Mets, meet <laughs> the so Mets, sad. step right up and greet the Mets, bring your
2: kitty, bring, bring your, your wife, guaranteed to have the time of your life, because the Mets are really sucking the ball, where's that be- that best part with the butcher and the baker, yes, coming up right next,
1: here.
2: side where's side, they play this song to exhaustion to when you go to City D-D. Field, yeah, Here we go. Oh, the butcher and the baker and the people on the street, where do they go?
1: To meet the Mets!
2: Somebody's got to come up with a new song, I think. Uh, I, I think that person is me. I was going to say, maybe you should. I should. Uh, anyway, sorry, you were saying she liked the Mets. So, so then, I help you myself, know, when obviously. we
0: started dating, we uh, started going to Yankee games when the Yankees sucked in the early 90s. And um, she became a huge Yankees fan. And she's just, you can't even go near when they're losing. I know. Um, and we were there last Friday night. And when they tied it up, the uh, Cleveland, me and my daughter were like freaking out. Like we didn't want to be near her. But they won the game. And I told you she... Uh, Dropped the ball that uh, I think I told oh, you Oh, right? right. Yeah, yes. yeah. Brett Gardner threw a ball. We were sitting in championship seats, uh, which we got for a good deal on StubHub at the last second. Mm-hmm. And um, he threw a ball over the net, went off the top of her hand, and some fat guy grabbed. <laughs> so, I hate that fat guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was at the Comedy Cellar on Friday when they won, and everybody was going crazy. because yeah. Because um, the woman, the Israeli woman, Esty, who books all the comics, loves the Yankees, so she has it on every Friday night. Right. May drives me crazy it's like I hate PA you gotta now. deal with it Jessica I have no choice but to deal with it everybody yeah. likes the Yankees nobody cares for the Mets and the Mets just keep breaking your heart and even though they went to the World Series two years ago I mean now they they had the best record of baseball now they suck again it's just yeah. uh, it's horrible you can't uh, it's just the Yankees are the Yankees and they are the shit and uh, the 90s Yankees teams were just as good as the ones in the 50s with DiMaggio <laughs> right, and yeah. all that stuff I mean it what are you gonna do they every twenty years they have a dynasty, yeah, and it's impossible to uh, compete with. And it's funny because the Mets had their chance in the eighties; they could have maybe done the same thing, and they only won that one, you know, season, and that's it, right? And then they couldn't, you know, they went back. Uh, the Dodgers beat them in eighty-eight, and then they were through. Yeah, but we do have Keith Hernandez, and we have the Seinfeld episode, and uh, we Absolutely. can have that yeah. at least. Uh, <laughs> where I always say Jerry Seinfeld was very smart. And did both. Have uh, George working for the Yankees, but then he liked the Mets, so you have the perfect mix. He covered it all. He covered it all. Even the Devils. Right. As you know. Yeah, Putty. Because I got to meet Putty, which was very exciting. But today, you were talking about the movie Convoy. Yes. Now, I have something to tell you. you going to tell me I'm wrong? Yes. <laughs> um now first of all if you remember the song i mean if you're my age you, this was a huge huge ridiculous hit I mean, of breaker one nine this here's a
1: rubber duck you got a copy
2: on me big fan come on Oh yeah 104 big fan for sure for I mean, this sure. song but was huge it's
1: clean clear to Flagtown come on Yeah it's a big fan for there big fan yeah we definitely got the front door Can you imagine fixed, this buddy. is a song It's awesome <laughs> <like> we <we've> got <laughs> us a son boy Oh
2: this guy's voice can't even be real, it's so low. Come on, of
0: June and a Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is heading for Bear on I 10, about a mile
2: out of Shaky Town. I says, Big Ben, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down.
1: <laughs> here's
2: your favorite thing, the gayest of all songs. <laughs> this is the way they used to do it back then. It's hilarious. <laughs> The best part is, so I was looking up some more information on this after yes. you were telling me about it because I knew you were wrong. Um, so you said, I said, it's impossible that the movie Convoy with Chris Christopherson and Allie McGraw came out before Smoking the Band. It's impossible. It's just, it doesn't make a lick of sense because um, it just doesn't. So you said, no, it's 75. The fact is, the song... Came out in 75. Okay. The movie came out after Smoking the Bandit it did. and was designed to be, they said, let's take this song and make it a movie because Smoking the Bandit was okay. the shit. All right, Jessica. So that's the, the Sorry. song. It's okay. Sorry. I, I was so positive I was right. There was no way this movie came out in 75. Huh. I don't know why, but the song came out in 75. Now I watched, so they, this guy, C.W. McCall, yeah. was the guy who wrote yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or sang this song, whatever he did. Every time he performs it, if you look on YouTube, he performs it on the Mike Douglas show,
1: <laughs> and he performs it on Hee Haw.
2: Every time he performs it, on it, the Mike Douglas show, it, each time he performs it, he has the CB radio. He right. starts doing it. Now, it's clearly he's singing to a track. Right. There's no way he's doing it live because they have it perfect, where he's doing the exact dialogue into the CB. Because you can't, in those days, you couldn't get a studio to have this CB talk this perfect. Right. And then him just go like now niggas are listening. You know, you couldn't right. go. There's right. no way the yeah. Mike Douglas show had that kind of technology right. with those long mics, sure. you know, whatever. Yeah. So so he does that at the show. And then and then they have those girls singing perfectly. So it's and he's <laughs> singing along, but all of a sudden you can't hear his low right. voice. Right. But he's singing. Right. And so I'm like, okay, he's singing to his track. But in he at least. They try to make it look like it's live. Right. So they have these girls sitting in a row. Re- he's sitting at the diner talking into the CB. Gotcha. And then he sings it. And then they have these girls, at least at the restaurant, dining there singing the convoy chorus part. So they at least try to make it look legitimate, even though when you're a kid, you're probably like, oh, he's doing it live. Right. You know, I don't know until you, you know, see it now. But, um, so I have it that the, uh, Convoy is a 1978 action film. We also found out could not believe, directed by Sam Peckinpah. And those of you who you know were here with John, o., you will be happy. I have seen Sam Peckinpah movies, <laughs> and this guy was a legendary director. You you never heard of him before? No. He directed like these. He was like the first body count, you know, movie like the Wild Bunch and stuff right. like that. You know, kind of took over where Sergio Leone left off of westerns and uh, was just obviously, he was insane, and went insane, and I found out some stuff about this movie I think you're going to like, but the movie is based on the 75 Country and Western Novelty Song Convoy by C.W. McCall. The the film was made when the CB trucking craze was at its peak, followed similarly themes for Smoking the Bandit, and the television series Moving On, whatever that was, but but it was all about convoy, because the song did something. During this period, this is the best. During this period of Sam Peckinpah's life, it was reported he suffered from alcoholism and drug <laughs> addiction. His four previous films, well, it's funny, they say, uh, one of them is Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia in 74. Have you ever seen that? No. It's hilarious. It's a—it's with Warren Oates, the the guy from um, Stripes. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, Mr. Push-Ups. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's the head, and he's awesome, and it's, it's really great. And it didn't do well in the box office. Right. And uh, so he needed a blockbuster success. So he, the guy who wrote the screenplay to uh, Convoy, didn't like it. So he, he Peck and Paw said, well, he encouraged the actors to rewrite, improvise, and ad lib their dialogue. And I think if you're asking Chris Christopherson and Ally <laughs> McGraw to ad lib, the movie's going to suffer. Right. So I'm pretty sure that's what happened. In another departure from the script, Peckinpaw attempted to add a new dimension to the film by casting a pair of black actors as members of the convoy, including Madge Sinclair as Widow Woman, Right, and you know the movie yes, really yes. well, and Frankie A.J. as Spider Mike. Do you know who Madge Sinclair is? Because I looked her up today because I knew that name sounded familiar. Does that sound familiar to you? She's because not I, from Warriors. She's not no, DJ. Oh, I don't thing. know. Okay. I only know when I looked her up. She I might reckon- be in Car Wash also. Maybe. But when I looked up her name, I think she's the queen in Coming to America. I think you're right. Yeah.
0: It looks like her.
2: Yeah. I have it in my head. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. Holy crap. I know. I looked <laughs> up the name. I'm like, why does that sound so familiar? Do you love the girl? <laughs> Son, you're the king. Why could you change the rules? I'm doing horrible. Uh, That's okay. Thing, but I want you to meet the queen. <laughs> These two kids. Now I just made these. You'd never know they were frozen. <laughs> I'm doing a horrible John Amos now, but so anyway, um, get this. This this movie is uh, quite interesting. Like I said, I had to look it up after you told me. You did about a
0: lot it. of research.
2: So Sam Peckinpah's health became a continuing problem. So friend and actor James Coburn. Who, isn't that um, uh, James Coburn is um, in like Flint, in those movies, right? Yeah. Isn't that him? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was born and to serve as a second unit director. Coburn directed much of the film's footage while Peckinpah remained on his on-location trailer, getting <laughs> oh high God. and doing <laughs> exactly. coke. Exactly, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, now you love this movie, right? Yeah, it's great. It's a so classic. Listen to this. Sam Peckinpah's original director's cut of Convoy, which he and his longtime editor put together in early '78 was around three and a half hours long. <laughs> oh, I wish I could see it. <laughs> the closest estimated running time is 220 minutes, according to this book about Sam Peckinpah's life, because he was an interesting uh, thing. So they, the production, the studio took it away from him. So they say his um, director's cut did not have a musical sto- score other than the title song, and one more song which play blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, I know the other song. Oh, well, if, what, When they
0: play it anyway.
2: The Ballad of Cable Ho or something? Is something, it yeah. Something? It's
0: like at the nighttime scene, I think, when they're... Oh, uh, uh, over the
2: bridge. That's something to do with that.
0: Oh, at the end, maybe. Then. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Anyway, after seeing the director's cut, uh, the executive producer fired him and <laughs> hired another editor to completely rant at the film to cut it down to one hour and 50 minutes right, and make it more like Smokey and the Bandit. Right. Uh, since a year earlier, that movie was a huge hit. And they also removed this other guy from composing the score, and they they added in all the stuff and... Uh, So, Peckinpah was furious after he was fired. He later said how the released version of the film was not a Peckinpah film, clearly. Right. And how some of Ally McGraw's best scenes were cut out. I can't imagine she had best scenes, uh, along with many others. He also said how he had not seen the final version and how, if he did... He would have probably done violence to those involved. This guy was out of his fucking mind. <laughs>
1: Sounds but like you. But <laughs> if you ever, I know.
2: But if you ever see, if you ever watch the Wild Bunch, you'll be like, oh my god, this guy's out god, of his fucking mind. Because in out. 1969, when you're doing just like a shoot 'em up, right. like complete body count, like Dawn of the Dead movie, yeah. you know you're insane. Yeah. You know, like because nobody had ever done that before. That's what made it amazing. Um, in fact, he says he didn't care about the film and cut the guts out of it. Like the way he talks is right. even. He's you out know, of his mind. mind. Right, he's out of his mind. Um, the picture finished 11 days behind schedule at a cost of $12 million, more than double its original budget. Uh, but Convoy was the highest grossing picture of Peckinpah's career. <laughs> there you go. Notching $45 million at the box office, but his re- reputation was seriously damaged by rumors of increasingly destructive alcohol and cocaine abuse. And then Peckinpah would make one more film The Osterman Weekend, which I totally remember in 83 before his death the following year. Um... But so I have the box office, as you know, I love uh, stuff from 1978. Okay. But it's interesting. I have varying things, but we know it made about $45 million. So we can figure it out. Now, in one of the things I have, um, and I, I feel like this is a, to this day, you know, it's made because in the other one I have different, the top box offing Box office hit in seventy eight. Now remember seventy seven was Star Wars. Yeah. And nothing topped that. Sure. And number two, and we've talked about it before, was Goddamn Smoking the Bandit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's unbelievable, right? Underneath (laughs) Star Wars. And Star Wars, remember, has only, you know, beat the shit out of it because it still plays. Right. So it's not even fair. Right. But my guess is during that time it probably only beat him out by a little bit, which is amazing. So do you, can you take a guess? Do you want to take a guess at the number one box office hit by, by a mile in 1978?
0: In 78? I'm just trying to think when. Was Saturday Night Fever 79? And no, it
2: was 77. Okay. Uh, but it's interesting. You should say that because, yes, you are on staying the right alive. track. No, not staying alive. Okay. Which is arguably Thank better than Saturday Night Fever. The sequel to Saturday Night Fever is so much better, right? Right. No, I don't think so. No, I know. I was just testing you today it's, in the office. I was testing you. Yeah. I'm like, no, but it's so awesome. <laughs> it's like, first of all, John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever is like, now you're a cunt. This is like the <laughs> stuff he's saying in the movies, He's like, what the fuck? That ain't no stuff. Yeah, come you and me. I ain't going to make oh, it. I know. But then staying alive, he's like, I've just got to get that Broadway show. It's really important of to course. me my dancing. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, he just became gay.
0: Yeah. It's Greece. <laughs> it's Greece.
2: Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Greece by a mile. Right. But now because it's you know still legendary. Yeah. Animal House is number 2, only by about 40 million. In 78. 78. Okay. Followed by, which I'm surprised about because I actually thought this was number 1. Superman. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Superman 134 million. Uh, After that It makes so much sense That you know In the Smoky and the Bandit And Convoy And all that kind of stuff After that Every Which Way But Loose Oh my god (laughs) Which I saw I
0: saw it as well In the
2: movie theater With Clyde (laughs) Every Which Way But Loose No wonder they made a sequel It made 104 million Back then What Now maybe that's over I mean I don't know That one doesn't have any Legs to it So to make $104 million in 1978, yeah. that's a bona fide hit. That's crazy. And, and, and Clint Eastwood was probably like, what? It did what? <laughs> exactly. he, I mean, he must have done that on a lark. Oh my and when God. they called him up and said, we got to do a sequel. I'm not doing a sequel. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny because I think he worked with Sam Peckinpah. Maybe. I, I don't know which movies. But, you know, he was a Western guy. Right. So it's yeah, funny yeah. that him yeah. and Sam Peckinpah did well in 1978 still. I can't believe that movie made that much money. Yeah, and it beat out Jaws 2, which made a lot of money, yeah, that, which is why incredible. there was a Jaws 3 and wow. 4. Uh, and then Heaven Can Wait, which is right. a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, so far... so, And then Hooper, Hooper. starring yeah, Burt yeah, yeah, Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Then Halloween. Wow. And then apparently Convoy and California Suite. Okay. Uh, so your box office stars... Are John Travolta, Clint Eastwood, Warren Beatty, and Burt Reynolds? Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but and you know you know we know what number eleven was that year according to this list at least. Up in smoke, <laughs> Cheech and Chong, <laughs> and that if you think about it, even though they never made a movie close to that because they've all they were all decidedly bad, you know, worse.
0: I like Still Smoking a lot. When they, went to Amsterdam. they were never
2: you know it was always the same and yeah. never really they yeah. weren't as good, they didn't make as money. That's why they made so many movies because they probably the budget was probably nothing. Right. And they made forty one million dollars wow. up in smoke. And after that, foul play. Okay. You know, which we know did you know technically well. Yeah. Um but this other list in Wikipedia has the highest grossing films of '78, Greece, then Superman. Then Animal House, but they have different. They have Grease is one hundred fifty nine. We uh, this thing I had added one hundred and eighty something, so I'm not sure when they made this list. Then Every Which Way But Lose, Heaven Go Hooper Jaws two, then Revenge of the Pink Panther is eight, the Deer Hunter is nine, and Halloween is ten. Convoy's not in the list, hmm. which which doesn't make sense. Well, so I don't which, know which source one do you which. think
0: is right? Is the first one IMDb or
2: no? The first one isn't IMDb. I okay. don't know where it's from actually. But the figures are different, except for the fact that Convoy definitely made forty-five million dollars. They seem to be sweet on that. And this one says Halloween made forty-seven, and in this one, well, they say forty-seven. I don't know. But Convoy, the movie you worship, it's a great movie. Made uh, was like technically at least in the top ten, we'll say, for nineteen seventy-eight. And I have never seen that movie. I have no desire to see that movie. (laughs) Until you've been saying how great it is, and now maybe I want to see that. Well, movie. Well, if you like Smokey and the Bandit, it's 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 a good movie. So this Peckinpah made The Wild Bunch in 1969, which you should probably see because as far as western goes, I don't, I've never liked westerns. Right. they're slow and boring for me. The Wild Bunch is not. Right, you know, okay. it's 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 badass, cool. If you like zombie well, movies and stuff the like that. Same guy did Convoy. I'm going to watch so it. There you go. And then he did Straw Dogs, which I think was with Dustin Hoffman. I think in seventy one. I'm not positive. The Getaway with uh, Steve McQueen. Okay. Which was also good. Um, bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia, which wasn't a hit, but I you think it's, it's hilarious. Classic. Okay. Um, and then Convoy. I mean, he made some in between, which you know you don't. I don't know about, but uh, people listen to the podcast with. And then Yes, a Weekend. However, the last thing he ever did before he died. Right. And this is the strangest thing of all time as this helicopter goes by in the convoy. (laughs) You're not even going to believe... I mean, I don't know where this came from. I I mean, I know the story of who asked him, but I don't know why or where it came from. I I mean, are you ready for the strangest... As if it wasn't strange enough that Sam Peckham was asked to direct Convoy. Right. You know, a guy that does mostly Western stuff. I I don't even know. You'll never be able to guess... Different strokes He does a music video (laughs) Which makes sense If his last movie Was The Osterman Weekend And that was in 81 or 2 Music videos take off Right He was asked to do His last thing he ever did Was direct a music video Of this song For God knows what reason I know you as a DJ Knows what it is You know who sings it yet I know the song Everybody knows the song It was his only head. overplayed I could never even listen to it again but now hearing it now it's kind of I'm enjoying it you like it <laughs> well I usually never again I could never hear that it was so overplayed right. because of who sings it the guy took his whole life to make this opening album and then I don't know what happened because he had a lot of pressure on him to be somebody's son I have no idea well what's the biggest group ever
0: Is the son of the Beatles? Yes. Paul McCartney's son? No. No. John Lennon's son? Julian Lennon. I didn't know he sang this. Yeah.
2: Wow. Huh. Yeah, this was his first song, and it was a huge monster hit. It was John Lennon's son, and he looked like him, and he sounded like him, and I think that's why people liked him. I mean, he sounds just like him. And
0: he worked on the video for this?
2: He directed the video. Sam Peckinpah directed this stupid video with him just at the piano. He was probably so cooked up. He's like, I'm just going to leave the sa- the camera stationary and you just do whatever you're going to do. <laughs> and that guy was probably so so high. Wow. <laughs> he's like, What about this scene where he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll get that guy playing the harmonica because it's like Toots Fielding or something. <laughs> and get that, that guy come in. And, he's like, and that guy was probably older the time. He's like, Well, I don't want to get up. He's like, Well, you're going to have to get up. I don't want to move the camera. <laughs> This was Sam Peckinpah's. I'm telling. Watch the Wild Bunch, and then think about this song (laughs) as the guy who directed the Wild Bunch's last thing that he ever did. And this is why, people, it is very important for the directors and people that we love to not go out like this. (laughs) Do you know that Billy Joel, to this when he was making albums, always made a final song in case it was his last album? Okay. Always did like um, I, I don't know I don't have any examples. I mean, I could look it up, but I don't feel like it. Uh, I it, his but if you look up every last song in a Billy Joel album, you'll see it's made for if he dies or doesn't come up with right. another album. And how important is it now that we know that Sam Peckinpah's last directorial thing was this gay song <laughs> by I mean, Julian Lennon? It's not a bad song. Convoy, it's just though. not the way. Well. We don't mind if he goes out on convoy. No, I agree. I'm just saying right.
0: that this after convoy. Is we don't kind of even bizarre. mind
2: if he goes out on the Osterman weekend, which is a Robert Ludlum novel right. or something like that. That's fine. But this, yeah, being your last, uh, it's not the way it's supposed to. Yeah. It wasn't the way it was supposed to happen for Sam Peck and Paul, especially a guy who's drunk and high on coke. That's
0: why. You I know, that's the it.
2: other thing. It's like he should at least have done like a. Flavo Flav you know, <laughs> like you know that that sure. what is that band NWA is what yeah was it? NWA. Yeah, yeah. Um, now you you know you were a DJ back in the eighties yeah. or the yeah. early nineties.
0: Um, we were uh, so I was doing it. I started in high school, so I was like mid to, mid to late eighties and the early nineties. So I went. Um, you know, when I stopped in the early nineties, it was like we were moving into alternative, which I was Nirvana still, stuff like that. Yeah, but even you know like Depeche Mode and that kind of stuff. Ugh um that that's what they wanted at the parties mm-hmm. um but then they started switching to cds and i said i'm not switching I, I stick with the vinyl
2: how long did you do that for
0: um probably from 86 to like 92 maybe
2: and you made money at it yeah yeah you used to do sweet and 16. you'd have to bring your was, own equipment and everything It, was a pain in the it all. Ass, did you have a, a date well plan?
0: when we first started we didn't have driver's licenses so my friend you did sister, in brooklyn yeah my friend's sister used to drive us in the family station wagon really and then when we got light, I got a license. I used to drive. Where
2: were the gigs you used to do? At Kings Plaza? No, all over Brooklyn, <laughs> like
0: uh, Knights of Columbus, VFW posts, couple of small catering halls, you know. But mostly like Sweet Sixteens and stuff. But this is why do. you
2: were in college. I started in high school and then through college, yeah. And then after college, you were like, I'm going to make this my career, but then it didn't work out. No, either. no, 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 no. I was going to school to become an accountant. Oh, so it was always the plan was to not do this, but it no, was No, it wasn't so a fun. plan.
0: I was just doing it. I think, you know, when I bought the equipment from the guy who I bought it from, he said, listen, I'm just telling you right now, everyone in their mother is a DJ in Brooklyn, is exactly what he said. So there was a lot of competition. That for guy parties. is a genius because
2: yeah. that's the way it is now. <laughs> he was
0: really right. Um, uh, but I still have the equipment. I set it up, and I, I saw I, it. I
2: showed you the picture, uh, Julia's. No, it was at your spend. house. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, it was we at your basement. House? Right, yeah. you have that um, bunker basement. Yes, where the in case basement. there's a That's Holocaust right. again, you can live in your basement. There's no I've doubt. never seen so much food and and shelter, and you know, <laughs> I mean, no doubt. I mean, there's really no reason to go outside. I mean. If Anne Frank lived down there, (laughs) she would probably still be alive right now. 300 uh, pounds. Yeah. (laughs) And she'd be having a good time and DJing and stuff. Yeah, I think so. I think she would have a good time. I mean, you know, if you soundproof that thing, uh, you know, it really could have been a good time for her. (laughs) such an idiot. And imagine the people there just be like, oh, my God, her DJing sucks. Like, like, like well, Jeff, Jeff Ross has a joke About the other people's diaries That nobody read Like Anne Frank was a cunt You know like, like, I know it's horrible <laughs> But uh, he's like In the other people's diaries Like all she would do Is fart all the time <laughs> And that would be great She's like Oh she's the worst DJ We don't have the heart To tell her though <laughs> exactly. you know? like, She's already had it bad enough We don't want to bother with this. Like, Um, But that's so funny That used to be a DJ um, When I was in Vegas uh, I hung out with Bob Saget Right and Jeff Ross and Atell and I went to see and we all went and had a cabana there. Who was performing? And um, you know me, uh, I I am too old for this. Is the new DJing music? And I taped it. <laughs> <laughs> We're both too old. For yes, this. I think so. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The boss sagging in the house. <laughs> Woo!
1: Yeah.
2: I was like, Dave, do you want to go? This isn't for a tell either. This is yeah. definitely for Jeff and I guess yeah. Bob. I mean, this is this reminds me of that thing when I went to that McDonald's that time and they were playing that. Um... <laughs> yeah. And again, you don't need this on a McDonald's at eight in the morning. You know, I, I don't need it. I know the song. <laughs> oh, I know you know it. Everybody knows it.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is the one where they play, and I'm like,
1: huh, I am an old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make muffin, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I just don't need to play it now. I understand you want to play that at the club, no, it's, and I'm, it's, you know, it's a bit I'm much the odd man the out. But you don't need it in the morning. So we had that. Um, uh, also, but it was a really fun time, and I, I think I'll just explain the whole thing and the thing, but. For your benefit, and I did the best I could in uh, cutting this up. It's not great. There was, on the plane to Vegas, which, by the way, is like the the worst flight, you know, because it's everybody's screaming and yelling. You know? Right. So it's just kind of like, um, you know, like a, a cafeteria and animal house sure. or something, because everybody's having a good time. Absolutely, to going to Vegas. yeah. Looks like they're having a good time over there. We're, we're, <laughs> we're having, having a, a good time, time, time too. <laughs> too. Um, so there was a completely drunk girl on the plane, and I did record it.
0: Did you try and date her, though?
2: Well, here's the funny thing. <laughs> um, I, thought she was, I thought she was with this guy. Right. There was a guy next to her, and she was talking to him the whole time, and I thought they were together. But she must have gotten so drunk, the guy had just had enough of her. Right. Because so they were getting along, and she was drinking like crazy. And I was surprised they were still serving her. And then she got, as we call on this show, unreasonable. <laughs> um, so it was funny, because I only captured a couple of things. Uh, because I always have my phone off, and then right. I turned it on when we landed. But um, I remember it was so funny. She's like, "Can I get to it? it was about whatever she was doing. I thought the stewards knew her or something. I, I don't know what was happening, and they were giving her all this liquor, and she's just going, "Thank you." And she's talking to this guy and talking to this guy, and then by the end of the flight, she's like, "Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you're a fucking faggot!" You know, like whatever. So, I, and I thought I really thought it was her boyfriend. The only reason I don't think it was her boyfriend was because when I was waiting for my luggage she was down there and I told her she lost her phone of course yeah of course and I thought and I said um, oh uh, did you find your phone and she's like yes I did. and she gave me a huge hug and gave me a kiss on the cheek like she wanted to hang out more right. and I was just like nah I, know, I just can't <laughs> do it so here I t- took some stuff let me see if I can sounds like it. one of your days I don't know really So she's like, I don't have a boyfriend yeah. anymore. So I guess what she was talking about, if you can't, you know, the plane noise.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. She doesn't but I don't know from where, though. <laughs> I have a beauty travel, my mom, too.
2: She's not talking to anybody. <laughs> the guy's not paying attention. That's what, I mean, it's... Ooh. But I don't
1: remember what? I have a lot of DVDs on my phone. Like, yeah.
2: i thought why though? This year, careful. What are you gonna do? Put your Fuck you. That's what she's like. Fuck you. <laughs> I got. I, th- I thought she said she likes girls at one point or something. Like, she don't like that, I like girls. But like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She was saying, You can't hate the girls that I'm with,
2: yeah. Something, yeah, that's what she yeah. says, right? So I don't yeah. know
1: well, you
2: better die today. But that does. What happens sometimes if the boys don't pay attention, then it's just like, you know, I can go out with girls too. So <laughs> that a hundred times I've seen it on, Um, this other girl I know did the same time I like girls because you're not paying attention to me. <laughs> it's a smart move, really, because yeah. then I, 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 me, I do tend then to pay attention, to
1: right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Get to where she Actually, lives.
1: I don't even want to show you my phone. No, but if that if that's my friend, have her to tell her to text me. How about this? No no. Okay, it makes more sense. If that's my friend that's texting you, tell her to text me, hey. Okay, how about that? Because
2: I think she lost her phone at yeah. this time.
1: Makes way more sense than me showing you Michael. <laughs>
2: That's what she says. Everybody loves me. I'm merry. <laughs> That's what she said. And then I come I'm in.
1: sorry. Did I drop my phone by any chance right here? I'm sorry. I don't need to feel right now. I do Keep going on my phone. I think I dropped
2: it. I wouldn't notice.
1: Because I only have this phone. for me. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: you wouldn't be able to go out with it anyway. You hate people who lose things and forget their phones and their pocketbooks I and. so do but she sounds like your type
2: <laughs> John, I know this you is your favorite on. so we so so pick it up again see. pick <laughs> it up a notch one <laughs> minute he's 40, 40 the next he's 33 you always get it wrong Do John keeps a do you want to sing along or out of very triangle.
1: eyes he's 25 and, and then
2: 19, 19 then 12 years old at size. Little John, what a way to grow. Big John, Little John, he moves from high to low. Ah. Big John found the fountain
0: of youth. He drank a little drink. And that magic water is the thing that made him shrink now even when This song
2: is so cool and never <laughs> knows just when <laughs> the, the organ and everything and the bass playing and he's big john again. i tell you they just don't make songs like that anymore you might remember. I don't know whether I played it last week or it's coming up, but I mean, they just don't make. I mean, they, did I play it this week? Did you listen to the whole podcast last week? Wait. Yes, I oh, heard so this. Yes, right. I mean stop, stop. this. It's well worth playing again. They used Dude, to make such good Saturday morning. Why,
1: just- Why are you walking that way? <laughs> <laughs> can I go it
2: took times. So I, I mean, there's an I orchestra involved. It's just. It's not like just Victorious or iCarly I mean, this is a full orchestra with horns. Tower of I power and, and it's, there's a sadness to it it's so, when those old, horns go it's like a broadway show <laughs> he can't cry, he can't breathe, he can't guy, those horns tell them <laughs> no they say I the story it builds it's sad I'll never, never die. die.
1: Cardaina, Why Jimmy? Cosimer mechanical boy.
2: Yeah, like they make shit like that anymore. They do not. So, I'm glad, you know, I know you wanted to hear Big John Little John I because, appreciate you know, it. you and Jessica Pilot's mom uh, appreciate the fact that that song rocks. Yes. And I'm an idiot because I was going out to California and I forgot to get in touch Robbie with Bobby Rees. But you know what? You know what? I didn't want him to come to that studio. When I'm Jeff Ross now, Jeff Ross, ladies and gentlemen, I went to his house when I was in Los Angeles. He's got this beautiful new house, and his cousin Ed built a podcast studio in it. And he said, "In fact, he said cancel." You. I was like, "No, I already bought." It. He was like, "Cancel it, cancel it. Use my house. Use the podcast thing." So the next time I go out to L.A., I will use his podcast studio, and then I will invite Absolutely. the biggies—only the biggies—the
0: biggies, Robbie, the biggies,
2: Robbie wrist, the because there, I because well, that will come to. Sure. I'm at, hey, I'm at Jeff Ross's house. And I'll be like, will Jeff Ross be there? No. <laughs> will there be any celebrities? No. Jan will be there. Yeah. <laughs> I would hate to have her on the show. She's boring.
0: Marsha, Marsha, Marsha.
2: Yeah, well, she's boring anyway. I mean, she, like in all the other stuff she's ever done, she's the most boring. I would have Peter on before her. And he's boring, too.
0: He's on those hair commercials. Is he? He grows hair, yeah. He does? Yeah.
2: Well, tell me more. <laughs> you know if they're going to go to Turkey to get mine done.
0: <laughs> I think you're out of your mind. You have more hair than me.
2: Yeah, but I want more. Use that spray. Well, I use the, the Topik. Right. The Topik. Yeah. But, you know...
0: Hair's expensive. Wait, well, what are you
2: talking about Peter doing hair? Tell me He's more.
0: He's on the commercial. He's on one of those infomercials. Should I talk to this for, guy? I, I don't know if it's not for hair club, it's one of the ones where... But he looks good. He looks great. Oh, because
2: he did it already.
0: He did it, yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah. Well, I you know, I thought about going to the hair club for men and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm thinking about it, but it's, it's pricey.
0: Well, let me ask you a question. I mean, you know, uh, Rhoda and your sister um always say that oh we have money set aside for this they had for your nose yeah. for your chin yeah do they have any money set aside for your hair no it's funny that they never mentioned you it. Like they
2: said in i mean how do they not mention <laughs> first of all how does your mother call up after seeing you <laughs> in a towel that way say david you need to lose some weight. how do you not start with that how do you open with you need to get your eyes done <laughs> How does a mother who's completely into looks and, you know, this is the way you need to be and this is the fashion, not say, David, my God, you need to lose weight. You need to join a gym. How is that not the first thing out of her mouth? That's what I'm saying. There's something wrong with this woman.
0: I didn't think you looked fat at all. Thank you, Joe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> my friend William, who I was staying with out in California, he came out and tell him, he goes, look, I'm doing Dave Juska. I'm like, all right, all right we all look horrible lately, you know. We're getting old. Er. Yeah, but I I still feel there's uh you know, there's a way out. Okay. That could be a time machine. <laughs> you know, I always think about a time machine. And then I always think about that idiot from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. You know, <laughs> yeah. sticks that thing to his balls. You know, whatever. I'm like, I, 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 could see myself trying that, but I don't know why he wants to go back because he was a huge football star. Right. Yes. I don't know what I'm going back to. I mean, exactly. there's no reason. B- I know where you're going back to.
0: <laughs> to back to the pre the uh, the debut of Six Million Dollar Man that your father didn't let you watch. It looks good,
1: Andrews. We're coming forward <laughs> with the side stick. It looks good, uh, I've got a blowout. Number three. It's your.
2: Austin, astronaut, a man barely alive.
1: Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. Steve Austin will be that man. Better than he was before. Better, stronger, stronger. Faster, yeah, <laughs> this is where it really picks
2: up. Oh my god, everybody knows this song, of course, except girls, <laughs> except people that were out getting laid.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, as you know, Lee Majors is my idol, um, still to this day, and uh, so we're at the uh, Wynn Hotel, uh, me, Atel, and Jeff Ross, and we meet up with this dude remember how we know him Jeff knew him turns out the guy was in Houston the day before with Lee Majors like that's his best friend wow. yeah Lee made and then I was just all like I had all these questions I'm like sure. what you're <laughs> just somebody told you to say that right and he's like no no we're like really good friends wait a minute all right so let me just ask you a couple questions now in the six the episode there, when he took on Bigfoot did he have any was there any you know <laughs> now in the episode where they found the UFOs um, now, did him and Jamie Summers have You know all these guys I mean I was just like so excited I'm like uh, did he get my letters Did he get my letters in 1974 Because if he thinks that Esther was a better fan Than I was in, in fourth grade Then he's completely mistaken which I tried to say In my letters did he get my letters And he's like dude I have no idea I don't know what the fuck you're talking about you're a fucking weirdo and I'm like no, did, you don't even know him You don't even know him because it's a guy that really knows And wouldn't even say that <laughs> I'm so into Lee Majors. I can't wait. I didn't even know he was still alive. I just really wasn't sure. Yeah, I'm sure. pretty shocked, actually. Um, it has got to be pretty old. So I'm thinking of going to Houston. I'm not fooling around. I want to meet all my favorites are dying. David Bowie, Prince, right, you know, yeah. all, Sammy Davis, all the people I wanted to meet in my life are dying. I am not going to let this opportunity... I am not going to let the man who sings this theme go in the midst. I am not... Oh. Is this the you guy who sings uh, "Convoy"? I've, I've never been with
1: Anything,
2: anything less than a nine. So, nine, so fine. This guy's so fucking yeah. cool. Not only has he been with Farrah, which he has, right, but he's never been with anything less than a nine, which I believe. I don't believe that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe
1: it's that. And in the movies
2: and TV, and TV. The thing this is I the ever worst part of the song. This song goes nowhere I'm then until it picks up. Minding. They had nowhere to go with that. Right. Here we go. Yeah. Building my and a oh, no, that was i I'm the unknown strut man, made Redford such, Redford such a star. The other one is Eastwood, right? Yeah. Well, here's here's the second part. <laughs> it's like one of those shows uh, that. Yeah. much time I'm in school, but I taught ladies funny Why wouldn't you? True, Who doesn't love this guy? He's a real goddamn man. He's a man. He taught ladies plenty. And he never, he didn't spend much time in school, but he taught ladies plenty. Plenty. That's Dave Juskow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I taught him plenty. <laughs> right. well, like when <laughs> Rachel was talking over the, uh, I remember this week, like uh, <laughs> we were at the dinner with Rachel and her husband and my friends Lee and Laura. Rachel was telling the story how when we first met, when I was dating this girl that she used to partner with, was like, I met the greatest guy, and she was crying over me all the time. She's like crying, like he's amazing, he's the most handsome, the most charming person. And they're like, who oh, I gotta meet this guy, and then and then just walked in. You know, like, how are you? Hello, like squeaky. <laughs> like she's like explain. she's crying. She's like, no, he's crying over her, her. He's like, she's like, this guy's amazing. I'm in love with him. I'm completely I've never been obsessed with somebody like this before. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like eating all these chicken we're, Oh, we're <laughs> like, it, oh, it's just spilling all over. She's like, what the fuck is happening? Who the fuck is this guy? Over <laughs> up for okay, Welch. it's, it's a only hay. hey. Hey, hey, I
1: might jump,
2: open <laughs> drawbridge. A tarzan from a vine! Because I'm the unknown man that makes Eastwood look so Oh, look so fine. It seems seem so fun. Oh, wait key change. <laughs> I didn't know there was a third part.
1: They'll never make me president, huh? but I got the best first ladies. Some days I've got them as far as the eye can see. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. A morning dive with Jackie Smith. I crash in the night with Cheryl. Okay. But- Jacqueline Smith is yeah, what he said. Yeah. yeah. I never it heard the Jackie third verse. Smith.
2: But he has Jackie Smith, so he makes two Charlie's Angels yeah. references. But what was the last one he said? Jello.
1: I I don't know. I might fall from a tall don't get Why would it go down like oh? Well, that's smooth yeah,
0: you know what the Burt Reynolds thing was? It was a reference to Sharky's Machine. It, no, because the guy falls
2: from the building. From the building, no. I remember, but Maybe. you think that's what it was. I, don't I mean, know. it was about the same time that this came I'm thinking, out. Thinking, I don't know. Sharky's Machine. That Burt Reynolds, he ruined everything. Think about it. It's like even when we were looking up and said Hooper was yep. like, you know, in the top ten seventy eight. That's after Smoking the Bandit. We know Smoking the Bandit made two, and then it's just all downhill yeah. after that. You know, it's like that. He was so huge. But you say the same thing about Travolta as well. I guess true.
1: And just dirt. From the
2: that made a lover out of, Bert. Out of who? Burt? Burt Reynolds? Yeah, a so. second so. reference to Burt Reynolds? <laughs> There's no one else? There's no one else you can mention. You he gotta mention Burt Reynolds twice? I say you just... You know, the best part about that song, too, is the time machine of what it is about the ladies. Yeah. Raquel Welch, Bo, Bo Derrick. Derrick yeah. um, Jackie Jack- Smith. Jackie, <laughs> little Jackie Smith um who else does he mention um farah obviously um there was another one in there maybe the jello was charo (laughs) well (laughs) i suppose it could have been back then (laughs) what did she used to say i don't know Yeah, yeah. now you sound
0: like angie the waitress
2: oh right every friday we go scratch off fridays and me joe and caitlin go to this diner where this girl looks just like the secretary at our office and um what was it, what was it that day that uh, she was she was out of her uniform?
0: Yeah, she was going to the
2: gym. Oh, right, right. And I she came out of the gym after, and I was like, "Holy moly!" Like, <laughs> like he <laughs> said, "Oh my god, you look incredible." Yeah, I like I, I, I dropped my sandwich. <laughs> like I like, um, yeah, I'm trying to." What, what is that? Because uh, I saw. Oh, I, I dropped my sandwich like Charles Durning and Tootsie when he finds out that <laughs> <laughs> Dustin Hoffman is is it what he it's a man. Exactly. He drops his sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I was like that. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah, it was like really noticeable. I couldn't help myself. You know, it's like sometimes when somebody's that hot, you can't help yourself. In this Me Too movement that we live in, sometimes you just can't help yourself. If you're a real man, which ironically I am, you just just, it can happen with a dude too. Quite frankly, like it happened with John Stamos that time when I saw him. I'm like, oh my god! (laughs) When somebody's that handsome, whether they're a boy or a girl, you can't even. It's not even fair. Thank you. So, Joe, uh, <laughs> there's so much other stuff I wanted to tell about um, my, you know, trip. But, I'm sorry. Um, we
0: really went off the rails. Oh, no, no,
2: no, no, no. This is what I was planning on. I just um, don't care. But I'm, I just, uh, I don't know. We pretty much got through everything. I was just thinking if there was, I'm just looking and seeing if there was anything else that was pending. Just um, next week, we have my uh, podcast with uh, Chris Regan from Family Guy, who uh, was very sick. But I forced him to come anyway because uh, that would have been the second time he would have canceled. And i didn't understand that. You know?
0: Yeah, no, you take that pretty seriously. I take thing. it very serious. I
2: know. And uh, the week after that, we're going to take a break because it's Memorial Day, yes. as we always do, Memorial Day and Labor Day. And sometimes New Year's, if it comes on a certain day, it depends. But mostly we always take off Memorial Labor Day. Although I, I don't really know why because now we release it on Tuesday, so it really doesn't matter. But uh, I don't know. That's what we do. Yeah, hey, right. two times a year, we'll see. Two times a year, we do it all summer long. What's a big deal? Maybe I can
0: convince you to
2: do it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It depends if uh, if I get anything that's podcast worthy. Well, you know what I really want to do is take a break. I want to retool, and I want to come up with a format that's more edgy. And uh, <laughs> I want to do for the Merv Griffin, right. uh, Kramer's Merv Griffin Show. <laughs> uh, we, we got something that's more edgy and more fun. Like uh, now, I understand uh, you also dated Jocelyn Ooh, <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> Now, you drugged a girl to, uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, we're also looking at Goodfellas, which is June 12th, and it's happening. I know I was thinking of canceling, but I'm not going to. And you had mentioned making Mateo possibly Tommy's mom.
0: I think it would be hilarious.
2: That is not a bad deal. Also, Jessica Kurson has joined the cast uh, this month. Joe Mackey will be playing Tommy. Greg Rogel is joined. He's going to play Jimmy. And um uh, still confused on where I'm going with this, but um, that is the cast I have compiled right now since uh, what's that girl that played Karen last time wasn't around Carmen Lynch wasn't around. Mike Vecchione's not around. I wanted to Robert Kelly to play Tommy's not around. so things will be different. Uh, then in August I'm looking for me and Mateo to play uh, would we'll do uh, just and Lane. Uh, where we will sing some songs and have a gay and straight show. <laughs> we will have uh, Jessica Curzon, Judy Gold perform. We will also have Mike Vecchione and, you know, whoever, uh, you know, another man, Colin, maybe right. Quinn or something like that. You know, somebody manly and then somebody gay, and then uh, I'll be there.
0: And that's sort of the birthday show also. That
2: is sort of the birthday right. show. And then in September, I think maybe in the Pussycat Lounge, we're talking about me and Mateo just reading Arthur, the movie Arthur Straight. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. We'll have like 30 people there. We're just... Do the thing. Right. Uh, and then uh, do something Christmassy and, you know, kind of retool, in a sense, uh, the the shows that I've been doing uh, because uh, I need a break. Okay. Maybe uh, Christmas to vacation. Figure stuff out. Well, I'm actually talking to this guy tomorrow to do Love Actually again um, somewhere else. Okay. Because we really enjoyed doing It was a success. Yeah. yeah. And it was good. And I think it could be successful elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so... That's pretty much the plan. Sounds good. Joe, do you have anything else you want to say? Oh, plug Hope and Heroes again.
0: Okay, sure. So, again, we, uh, we're doing this walk, which Dave is joining us. Um, on... Oh, I'm not joining that shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Well, sorry. we got you the 3XL shirt you needed.
2: Oh, um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> shut <laughs> up. <laughs> anyway. You know, um, I, you know what I say to that?
1: You're going to look pretty funny trying to eat corn on a car with no fucking teeth. <laughs> Stein.
0: Yeah. Anyway, as Dave was saying, yes, we're doing the walk on May 20th. Um, the website again is hopeinheroes. dot org. Um, you go into the event tab, the walk, and the t- our team name is Team Maria. You won't see Dave's name there because he hasn't what? signed up yet. Oh, um, I wasn't sure. But what was uh, you can put it to the team, and anything we would appreciate it. Um, they're really doing great things up there at the hospital, and I thank Dave for having me today.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure. Totally my pleasure. I um, I'm really glad you did it too, because again, like I said. Uh, you are the reason I do the podcast, that I continue it, and I try and put out a fresh one every week, because I, I know it, it makes you happy. Yes. And I know you are really are a loyal listener, like Mrs. Pilot. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I enjoy doing the podcast sometimes, but I maybe I wouldn't do it weekly if it wasn't for you. I appreciate that, Dave. And uh, I do want to make you happy, because you're a nice guy, and uh, you help me out a lot in life. Um, my pleasure. You help me a lot at the office. Um, probably wouldn't have my job if it wasn't for you.
0: Uh, you do a good job, although you're out of your mind. Right. Um, but you, so you have got friends.
2: Things where maybe you said, yeah, "But he's good at his job." Uh, it comes uh-uh. up daily. <laughs> <laughs> it does come up daily, doesn't Pretty it? Pretty often. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed he's watching movies at his desk. That's I'm okay. Like, he Does a good job. <laughs> That's it. when we need him. He's there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's funny because the other people work. The other people in my department work. Uh, they seem to always be doing work, but um, they do it poorly. You so do uh, the important work. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. so um, but thank you and also um, I gotta say having a place to leave the office for an hour every day and having lunch with you is s- makes life worth living I appreciate because it because for before you and me and Caitlin had lunch yeah. every day I was just eating at my desk and that sucks it does suck and you know just everybody's in your face and you just don't get a break and you really need to leave the office for an hour absolutely and just Retool, Right, as yes, we say, retool, yes, And come back in a more edgy way.
0: Uh, <laughs> if we eat a little healthier, maybe. I know you're blaming me for I do fatness. blame you.
2: Yeah, because we got to go to Pig every day, which is the Park Italian and Gourmet, <laughs> which is just horrible. Yeah, I y- mean,
0: you really hated your chicken palm and baked ziti <sighs> today. It was delicious. <laughs> I mean,
2: it really was, but we should at least once a week do something healthy. Suggest it. I, I'm trying new
0: things. I went to the Japanese place. You right? don't
2: want to go to the healthy place that Caitlin and I go to.
0: Well, I tried it once. They
2: didn't have a table for us. Yeah. You know, those healthy places, they always have community tables. It's horrible. That sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Anyway, folks, uh, that's the podcast. Hope and Heroes. We're having the Walk March. May 20th. May 20th. Yes. And uh, you can sign up on it's openheroes.com. Ho- openheroes.org. Dot org, right? Yeah. Cuz it's an actual organization, not, a, it's, not it's, a sham organization. That's correct. It is yeah. the real deal. I'll see you then. I will walk with you awesome. and then of course I'll see you at the track. Absolutely. Not miss that. That's just before the show too. Good fellows. Good fellows you. 20, 12th. Oh my god, I'm all over the place. And uh, everybody listen, I won't speak to you again. So have a lovely Memorial Day. The start of the summer. And we'll go down the shore this year, have a podcast down there, and do a couple of fun things and uh, bring you some more good guests and some more good times on the Nightfly with Dave Juska. We'll see you next time, everybody. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Good night, everybody. <laughs>